Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name is Diane. I'm Chinzia. And I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia. Hashtag Mama Lou. Hashtag it is. All right. Um, so there's a few things, updates we could talk about. Joe Bros released new music. Yes. In real life released new music. Yes. Bailey's open for the Backstreet Boys. But we're going to get to all of that mm-hmm. next week. Okay. Because we have something more important to talk about. No offense to all those people. Woo, woo, what do we have? What do we but, have? Uh, woo. There was a very important documentary that came out on Wednesday. Yes, there was. It was the boy band con, the Lou Pearlman story. And we have known about this for a while and have been waiting for it to come out and then like believed it would not come out. And then And it then did. finally. And so we watched it last night. And we are here to give you our unfiltered thoughts on this film. Yes. Yes. So, where should we begin? So, should we give kind of background about what it's about? Like, just what, uh, who made it and all that jazz? Yes. I feel like there's no, like, spoilers because, I mean, nothing in, in the movie, we can just preface this all by saying nothing in it is, like, earth shattering yes. like there's nothing that you find out that you're like what which is um yeah so if you've listened to our lou perlman episode in the past we've obviously talked about lou uh, a lot and we've been looking we obviously have followed his career i guess you can call it for career. a while <laughs> i don't know um so yeah but i feel like lance announced this maybe like two years ago and then we thought it was never going to come out ago. and then yeah. Whatever, so it's finally come out. Uh, they did a screening somewhere south by southwest. Um, yeah, and Lance did a couple of them. And I think Joey was there. Joey's not in the doc. Joey from In Sync is not in the documentary. Why? Um, Scheduling conflicts. I, he just didn't want to be in it. I feel. But then afterwards, like they did a podcast, like Two Cups of Joe, where we talked to Lance about it. And he said he d- would want to be in it. And in that podcast, Lance said after the film came out. They got a lot more response from people, and he would he would not be opposed to making like a part two of this to kind of like yes. talk yes. to more people and stuff. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so those who don't know, Lou Pearlman is the man that put together uh, bands such as Backstreet Boys, In Sync, O Town, Innocence, which is his only girl band, um, C Note, Take Five, Natural, and a bunch of other like crappy. If you want to hear more about like. Lou Pearlman in like I mean we'll talk a lot about it today but we do do a lot of like uh you know just talking about him in general in that previous episode so when you're done with this if you're like ooh I want more go back and check that out so how do we want to do this we want to talk about like who was in it what we thought was what we were thinking ahead of time before like uh, before we watch this video um we pretty much thought that we would know it all anyways and would not be surprised but we're hoping for the best I got a teensy bit of a surprise. Yeah, there was like small things. There were a couple of things that that were surprising to me, yes. Yeah. But like for the casual person who has no idea or has only heard Lou's name, this is a really good documentary to like. And and it was really well done, I felt. I will say that um, as a like in the the past and even still currently more of a a Backstreet fan, um, most of what I knew about Lou Pearlman was very one-sided, so to speak, of the like Backstreet NSYNC like rivalry, and so it was interesting to hear the other side. Like, I, it, it, they were mentioning things like, 
oh, we always felt like the redheaded stepchild next to Backstreet Boys. And it was always like, oh, Backstreet Boys got first dibs on everything. And we just like had to take their sloppy seconds yeah. and whatever. And I, we, I never thought of it that way. I just always thought that they were like trying to ride their coattails and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And as a, I don't know. So I, like, let's just say like the movie starts off, movie, documentary starts off as like, it's kind of like, they have an interesting take on Lou. Like they, it's like a very soft beginning, and you know where. Which is surprising because yes. I thought because a lot of a lot of the documentary, like other things that we've seen about it, is always talking about how horrible Lou is and how shady he is and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. It started off on like his building up his yeah. persona and things like that. Um, I would have to say my favorite part of the movie was watching Lydia's face every time Aaron Carter oh did God, an interview because. I know. Yes. And Aaron's like one of the Twas. first people in the very beginning of the movie. Like it starts off with like a desk and it's like Lou Pearlman's voice. So Yeah, they have a lot of his recordings. So, so like, his cool? childhood friend Alan um, actually recorded a lot of conversations with Lou. So that's where yeah, those like, came how from. They... Okay, I was going to ask how that happened. Yeah, it was from Alan. Why, why would he? Why would he record their phone conversations? I was actually wondering that too. He's yeah. like, if I read um, a book that I brought with me, but I can't remember where it is. Did put he give it... it to like the police or something? I don't know. He's just like I feel like he just felt Lou was sketchy. Like after because they had started their air, their blimp airline business together, and then afterwards, like so he has tons of like Lou memorabilia and things like that. Although in the movie it says that he passed away yeah. recently. Yeah. So yeah. last year, Alan, I want to say his last name is Gross. I have yes, no idea. yes, and he was like Lou's childhood friend. Like he was a couple years older and things like that. But I've read like so I've read like the Lance Bass biography, and I've read this like oh god. I can't remember the book, but I read another book. But it pretty much goes into a lot of detail, so I felt like I was not really learning a lot in this movie, but other people probably would. Like, but yeah, yes, it starts off in a really nice, like, positive light, like all the good things that Lou did for them and all the fun things and all his, yeah. his house and all, like... He was such a jovial man and, like, you know, always happy and always, like, wanting to help you. Like a father figure to a lot of the guys who mm -hmm. didn't have dads or their dads had passed away or things like that, so... And then, and then you saw like the turn. I guess that was to bring you in. So the yeah. niceness was to bring you in, and then to show you, Although oh, I this is what happened. That like, just like Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things that they talked about, like in his childhood, like oh, you know, he was a loner and he was a loser, and and then you actually you do him. start feeling bad for Lou, yeah. right? Did you kind of feel bad for him? But it's also like a good setup to be like. This is why he turned evil. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like he was an only child. He was chubby. He didn't have a lot of friends. Like, wore glasses. His parents are a lot older than like the other parents. Like, they had him very late in life. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So, like, his one friend, Alan, is a few years older than him, but lived in the same apartment building as him. So, a lot of the times, Lou would talk about, like, seeing blimps and things like that from his apartment. That was a lie. It was all from Alan's. Or anything he said he did something, it was Alan's apartment. So, he actually kind of took over Alan's life, which I think is probably the reason why Alan started recording conversations with Lou. Because yeah. he's guy like, is like, this guy is like a pathological liar, so I want to, like, catch yeah, him in lies. that was the thing that, like, I was like... You always knew he was bad and like stuff like that, but he would lie about dumb things, like things that weren't even like necessary. Important. Like, who cares if you could see blimps from your window? Like, that's not like, oh, I'm so impressed. Like, if you said neighbor's window, that's just as fine. The back, yeah, but, but the, that's the thing about liars, right? They prime you with little lies to gain your trust, and then they can get away with bigger things. Yeah. Plus, there's also people who are just like in life pathological liars. Like, yeah. they lie about unnecessary because they're just in the habit of constantly lying and yeah. then I feel like then they just start believing their own lies 
Yeah. And yeah. I feel like he's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a thing in the entertainment industry, right? Do you remember we had that con artist friend? Ah, uh, yes, Sean. Okay, Sean. He was not a friend. Okay, sorry. We had the con artist person. We knew Acquaintance. him. Acquaintance. Acquaintance, sorry. And he was able to like spin such BS that we were that we were on stage. You were on stage. We were. On, I was on stage, and I was able to announce a band coming out. And I'm just like, I literally have like no experience at this point in my life. Like I was like a teenager. I was like dumb, and I'm just like, but like he was able to. Spin He's like, stuff. oh yes, I work for the radio station. So, like, which was the best because then he would wear like a jacket from run one radio station and a lanyard from a different radio station. What? So I would always call him out on his BS. But a lot of girls believed everything he said he would always and he ended up being like this major con artist that started selling like fake tickets to people and stealing people's money and stuff like that Holy, that's like hamilton lou so like there's he's got nothing he's on like sean point. nixon that's his name yes, yes sketchy anyway. sketchy mofo but sometimes if you have the confidence but he did lies like you actually get far and it's like this is like the, the thing with lou right is that like he just it, we, he was full of confidence if nothing else yeah that's what you know yeah. Like, yeah, like who who pretends that you have an airline company he oh had he had zero airplanes oh that, was, that was one thing that was like so shocking to me like i know you had said that there was no actual airplanes but this friggin psycho yeah. like took a toy plane brought it to an airport and like took photos Stage to make photos. it look like this toy was a real airplane like so the back was cut off because that's where he was holding it no, but like it's like crazy. He, yeah so like, oh my god he got millions Who of dollars from that? banks yet and then once the boy bands started becoming bigger he was able to say like oh you're helping fund these these boy bands are making millions of dollars you can give me this loan that's blah 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 so he well, just that was like more or less the one successful thing he was able to do because most of the rest of it was like smoke and mirrors. Like none mm-hmm. of it was actually real. Yeah. The boy band thing was the kind of the only real thing that like, manifested. It wasn't fake. He didn't say, oh, I manage these boy bands. Your autograms. Were, it was just like a, a picture of five good looking guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it just the thing that. OK. The only thing that surprised me about this interview um, was that. I didn't really understand how he got the money to fund the boy bands. So that was from, like, where did that come from? So that came from his fake airline business. So first he started with the blimps. Okay. Um, yeah, and then the he took insurance thing. out. Yes, the $3 million. The $3 million for, gold, for gold, the Jordache uh, jeans. Yes. So it wasn't even a blimp. He got, like, a weather balloon that was smaller than a blimp. And, he knew, and Alan's like, this is not going to fly. And he didn't know. Uh, like the guy paid like fifty thousand dollars for this, took out a three million dollar insurance policy, and then it crashed, and then he collected on the insurance, yeah. and then he did. I believe he might have also done that for another blimp too, and I feel like that's where he got his seed money. Yeah. And then, then he was like talking to this guy in Germany. Like there was like, if you read the book, it's very mind-numbingly boring. The one that I was reading, but it like literally goes through like who did he talk to in Germany and this guy in England, and then he got them to fund each other but and things like that. The movie actually just sort of. I don't want to say it, it glazes over it, but it just sort of summarizes like the most important points. So yeah. after he commits this insurance fraud and collects the three million dollars, then he invests that in like three more actual blimps and sells them to. Yes, he's very good at McDonald's talking. And McDonald's yeah, and Goodyear and uh, and then they give him more. So now with so, that three million dollar investment, he's made multiple millions. And then and he did have a charter company, and he would like, and he had um, helicopters. Like uh, that girl that his friend, his childhood friend was the one person i'd never heard of before i think her name was jerry i feel and then like he was she was saying how like once like lou just like she was gonna be late for a job interview and he's like don't worry i'll send a helicopter and he like picked her up in a helicopter and like got her to the job interview on time so he was a good friend to certain people and she had kept in touch with him over the years as well 
Um, so, yeah, I feel like he did have some ki- people from his childhood, but yeah, it's it's just weird. Like the whole story is weird because like it's like he has such like moments of brilliance and moments of success, and then it's just he just got. I don't know if it was greedy or he just wanted 100%. to go bigger and bigger. And then, like, but, like, if he actually, like, maintained the boy band thing on, like, the up and up, he would have been successful. He would have been, like, Simon Cowell of them. Yeah, but I, I and they mentioned it do. in the movie, and I think that it's accurate, right? It, they say that, like, the boy band thing was starting to decline. Like, like yeah. music is dropping. very cyclical. So, like, every, like, seven years or so, like, music genres kind of go through, like, country had a really big resurgence a few years ago and now it's kind of like kind of going down and then pop and then rap so like there is waves and stuff so he wouldn't have been able to ride it forever plus his contracts were shitty so he couldn't maintain those shitty contracts once the boy bands got woke so to speak you know what i mean like once it was out that these contracts were not good yeah and that they were not going to be making any money well, like even so, Ashley said, like that was the risk to take, right? Because he's like he knows that there's rumors that. that yeah, because when making the ba- band was coming out, Backstreet and NSYNC had already sued him and stuff, so yeah, they already yeah. knew that Lou was shady and he got in. And even Nikki Deloach, is that yeah, how you say Nikki her name Deloach, yeah. from Innocence? Innocence. So that was the only girl group. She was saying that she had taken her contract to like an entertainment lawyer, and he said, "Do not sign this. This is the worst contract on the face of the earth." But she, but she knew anyway. that. Lou Pearlman was a big name and his influence and it would help. So she signed it just to like get it going. So anybody after NSYNC knew that these were crappy contracts and they were like, you know, whatever, I'm just going to kind of try to ride the coattails and get in there. Yeah. And as far as I know, like C-Note, Natural, Innocence, all that never really really make anything further from the States. They were pretty much in the States and even then they weren't that big. Yeah. I've never heard of C-Note. Yeah. But the thing is we have now because of Lou. Because yes. he's such, it's just like he's like from beyond the grave. It's just like he's, it's, it's, he's a guy that you love to hate, but also like he was a brilliant man. And I know, like I, I call myself hashtag Mama Lou because it's just you know there were parts of him that were genuine and nice, but then there were parts of him that were evil. And then the business, the business, and like the poker face, just like this man is like. Uh, like, I feel like, like if you know how people have, like, you know, they're like, oh, I love that true crime horror guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, that's my version of, of that. I don't know. And, no, and I would like to say, though, that I, like, while I was watching it, I think even if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you must be a boy band fan. But let's just say you're not. Um, I think you might still enjoy the movie if you enjoy those sort of, like, true crime shows yeah. or documentaries or whatnot, because... It does have, like, that sort of theme to it as well. It's not all about boy bands. They do delve into, like, all his the Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. schemes and all this stuff. And the FBI investigation. The, re- yeah. the retirement income that he stole from, like, old That's people and cool. stuff. That That's actually what pretty much funded most of the stuff, the boy bands and stuff, was this um, employee share plan and retirement program that he had, like, fake documents saying that, oh, yeah, Lloyd's of London has insured this. This has insured this. And he had all these, like, fake documents. Mm-hmm. So when the FBI finally went in and like actually got copies of this, Lloyd's of London's like, we would never do this. This is not ours. Like, so he just like literally just took one and kind of like changed it around. And yeah, early days of the Internet, too. Right. And it's all about like it back to the lying and back to like being very convincing. And he could convince you, you know, to a polar bear to buy ice if that's the expression. But yeah. it seems wrong. Yeah. Like 
sell ice to a polar bear. I feel like I feel AJ like made something thing. like Lou could have been a used car dealership, uh, used car dealer, um, and salesman. sell salesman. That's the word, and sell you features that don't even exist, but you think they exist because he's told you. Yeah, this. yeah. Like, and he yeah. could be sitting there holding a green pen and convince you that it was purple. Yes, I remember. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, he had the gift of the gab. He was able to do things. Uh, I just want to mention who was in the documentary. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, obviously, AJ from the Backstreet Boys. He was the only Backstreet Boy in there. Uh, from NSYNC, we had obviously Lance and Lance's mom. Right, can we ask why that he they was he was the only Backstreet Boy? Uh, they sent him they as the representative. Him, it's okay. You got you know mo- the majority of the story. Go tell. They our felt story. that they had told their piece in their documentary. So Backstreet Boys, I think we've mentioned it, have done their own documentary called "Show 'Em What You're Made Of." Yes. And they do talk about Lou in their documentary. They go to his old house. Yeah. They, they wanted they, to interview yes. him in prison, but the warden wouldn't let them. Yeah. So yeah. he was alive at the time that they recorded theirs, and yeah, they wanted to go visit him in prison and talk to him but they, it wasn't allowed so yeah they just sent aj i feel like i feel majority. like the backstreet boys are kind of over it they were yeah but like, they were his first band and i feel like a lot of them still have like hurt feelings and yeah. like well i didn't know brian was the one that who said let's sue him like that seems like like i can't i couldn't believe it was mm, him yes that was interesting because that i i don't feel like i remembered that happening but at the challenge I for the children that, yes. When that's Wait, when when, when, we when that was the, interesting. yeah that's when the Backstreet Boys and Insync because this whole time they were like obviously Lou was going back and forth and telling Separate. them lies and yeah. saying like oh these guys are trying to do this oh this guy's saying this back to you blah 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 blah, blah. so it did have a bit of a rivalry well, he was the one breeding the he rivalry. was breeding yeah. the rivalry brilliant brilliant marketing. and then when they got together for this like challenge for the children to like fundraise and they had a basketball game the guys were kind of like hanging out and johnny wright was like oh they kind of went off to mcdonald's together then they started talking and they're like lou does this oh fuck so it just kind of came okay that was interesting yeah, yeah i agree so just to quickly chinzia finish saying who's in the movie and then i'm gonna come oh back sorry to yes yeah. so okay so aj from backstreet boys uh from in sync we had obviously lance his mom uh we JC. had jc we had chris we had justin's mom briefly um from uh, the other band there was a guy something you know, the guy from Chris Chris something I don't, I don't know, know his name there was one guy from one guy band. from them uh, Nikki Deloach from Innocence they had um, the guy from Take, Take, Five. Five, yeah. Take Five I think that's the guy I was talking about um, they had the childhood friend they had Ashley Parker Angel who used mm-hmm. to be in O-Town they had Aaron Carter yes and they had like so they had the childhood friend they had the girl from Teen Beat magazine they had Johnny no, Wright Teen People Teen People and Johnny Wright and Donna Wright and a couple of other like randoms. Yeah, a couple of people who knew him when he was young. And then some old, the, some of like, the old people that he stole money who, from. Like, yeah, gave him his money. A, a, a bunch of people that like aren't famous people, let's mm-hmm. just say. And I felt like they did it in a way that was more factual instead of like making up a lot of innuendos and things. Yeah, I guess. yeah. No, Anyways. it's good. It's okay, good. yeah. So circling back. Uh, yeah, so back to what you were saying. So they had this challenge for the children thing. And that's like, yeah, Lance was kind of saying that like, he's like, when we would go to like a party or we would go to an event and Backstreet Boys are there, he's like, we felt like we couldn't even go talk to them because they were mad at us. Yes. You know? And so Lou purposely like kept them apart so that he could control the narrative between them. Do you know what I mean? But at this charity event, um, yeah. So I think he said it was Justin and JC and then uh, Nick and Brian. That's correct. Yes. Uh, oh. All like met up. And then 
Johnny was saying that he could hear them in the back seat sort of like talking well Lou said this and Lou said that and he was like oh god and then it was literally the next day AJ says that like Brian came back and was like okay this is what NSYNC said you know everything he's saying is not real let's do mm-hmm. the do you, lawsuit do you think Johnny Wright was in the know okay this okay, was like, Diane's okay, main thing going in whole thing Thank going you. in I was dying to hear from Johnny Wright yeah. because I always thought he's always just there, yeah. but yet he knows nothing. Yeah. Like, how dumb are you? Yeah. Because the point is, you can sort of excuse all of Backstreet and all of NSYNC because they were so young. Like, yeah. the oldest ones were, like, in their early 20s. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was in my early 20s, I was quite dumb. I was like, not woke. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? So, of course, it, they would sort of fall for his schemes, especially if he's, like, a very, uh, you know, convincing person. Yeah. And then even their parents, to a certain degree... You know, a lot of them came from small towns or from right. They're not from show business. They didn't know any of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, were they low income and like maybe weren't as educated? Like these weren't yeah. people. Like all of their parents weren't like business minded people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So again, easy for them to buy into, uh, like what Lou is saying. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, I think Lance's mom was probably the most... Yeah, Diane Bass is a teacher. And she was like, when she first met Lou, Lou was like, oh, you're a teacher? Oh, you're not going to have to do that in a couple years because they're going to make so much money. And she's like, yeah, okay, buddy. That's in her head. But then in her head, there's that, you know, bit of a thought that maybe it will be a big successful thing. Like, who knows? And when when Lance and the rest of the guys start being successful, then it's easy for her to believe that what he's saying is true. Right? So... But Johnny Wright was an adult. He yeah. was already like a fully married adult. Yeah. And you like, so you see what's happening to Backstreet and you see that they're like apparently struggling to pay their rent, working 18 hours a day and they can't even like they get a food allowance kind yeah. of thing. And you're not thinking to yourself, hmm, that doesn't seem right. We're and exploiting these guys. InSync comes along and it's the same thing. And you still are like, hmm this seems you're still are like in the dark yeah Yeah, i don't know i i i I find it hard to believe that he was that like i feel like i don't want to say he was involved but i feel like at the very best he had blinders on because he wanted to be part of and he was probably getting paid good money yeah obviously by lou yeah so he just like put up the biggest like you know so he was like a lou employee I think so. Yes. Yes. Well, he didn't work for Transcontinental, but. Um. And I did think, so Donna Wright, who was his ex-wife yeah. and, and was also like um, one of Backstreet's managers. Um, I felt that her like, like portions of the movie, like her segments, she was very emotional. Yeah. yeah. She was like, you know, Backstreet were so ta- like are so talented and they were working so hard and it's not right what happened to them. And da, da, da. like she actually yeah. seemed Johnny Wright was just like, oh, well, this is what was ridiculous. Like, oh, I yeah. couldn't believe it. Like, but, but there was no emotion. Yes. There was no like, I, 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 it sounded cold. Yes. I feel so bad that I let these guys, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I would think 
as the adult in the room right. and a mentor and I'm going to help you and I worked with new kids so I know what's right. And I know I've, I've been around the block before. This <laughs> guy. Ah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He should have stepped up and been like, hey guys, uh, something's not right here. Yeah. But he just was like, nope. I'm yeah. going to ignore all of that and just pointing out in the film all the shady things that he noticed but never brought it up to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's and just... even if you're not going to bring it up to the boys, call up their parents. Call, yeah. like, call up somebody and be like, hey, Justin's mom, your kid is, you know, 16 years old. Like, I don't know if you really want to, you know, yeah. get him into this thing. I'm seeing what's happening with Backstreet. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing what's happening with NSYNC. I've worked with new kids before. Like, maybe you want to, you know... Sound an alarm or something, but or maybe he just the sees the dollar train. signs. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I think uh, I feel like Johnny is a little more shady than people want to say. Yes, agreed. Agreed. And I feel like we tried to do some research on this, and we really couldn't find anything about. No, because he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Johnny really has. Like they they mentioned how Lou saw the success of New Kids on the Block, and that's what gave him the idea to sort of create these boy bands. But Johnny's really the one with the formula, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Lou just had the money. Yeah. So I feel like Lou was like more of the face and Johnny was more of the behind the scenes, like day to day guy and to Johnny, get yeah. things done. Johnny's still doing it. He's still doing it. He's still working yeah, he's with in these a, new yeah. boy bands. In real life. Yeah. And putting them through that same process. The boy band boot camp, as yeah. you called it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. There was you know what, wrong though? Honestly, that. he would. He knows the formula. He knows how to do it. He knows how to book the venues and things like that. So maybe he didn't see the behind-the-scenes stuff that Lou was doing because he but was just he getting paid. He did. Okay, then I have no idea what he's... he was like. Oh, this seemed shady and this seemed weird, but didn't say anything about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. That was the most like enlightening part to me because I was like, I knew something weird was going on there. Because, like, how does a fully grown married man not know all this stuff? Who's worked in the music business before? Like, Mm. he's not, like, some country bumpkin who just, like, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. The part of the movie that I thought was interesting that I hadn't heard of. um, So, Nikki from Innocence. Which, by the way, I read that uh, Justin Timberlake's mom actually was their manager. So interesting. I was was doing some research this morning. Um, anyway, so she was saying that they were the only girl group that Lou had because he was more into like the boy group. <laughs> well, whatever. But uh, I guess Lou had like a tanning bed in his house and there were, uh, they didn't know this, hidden cameras in there. And they obviously would get naked to get into this tanning bed. So Lou would record this footage and then show it to the boys in his house. Yeah, that yeah. was also Ew, creepy. Uh, creepy. That is super yeah. creepy. Or, or tell him the mafia thing that he said. Oh yes, yo yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. So that that same lady, um, how did that? It was a confidentiality happen? agreement or something. Yes. No, she didn't it was something sign. that he wanted her to sign, um, but in it, hidden in there, was a confidentiality agreement saying that she couldn't say anything about it, and she refused to sign it. And then he went and was like, "Oh well, you know, just so you recall, I took an insurance policy out on you." Which blah, is blah. scary. So kind Holy. of like threatening her and saying like, threatening her life, yeah, threatening her life. A, if you're taking a flight or whatever, you know, be you careful know. type thing, whatever. I like just shady. Yeah, so, that's so and then scary. Lance was saying that once they obviously started the law proceedings, he went from like the nicest whatever guy to like a cold, 
Lance horrible. did also mention, so they do, they don't delve too much into the like sexual. Yes. Predator. Predator, like sort of rumors because everyone who's in the thing, aside from this hidden camera thing. Yeah. Everyone in the film says there's no proof of this. So it's Aaron hard for got us very to know. upset. Aaron so got emotional. So Aaron angry. recorded his part, I would say about a year and a half ago, maybe when he was going through a lot worse from that time when he was getting arrested and things like that. Yeah. I feel going into rehab, but he was saying he was defending Lou and saying like Lou never like molested him, never did anything to him. He did. He never saw the cameras in this tanning bed. Like his well, mom yeah, went in, Jane would use the tanning bed. His mind being like, where's the footage? Where's the footage? If he recorded them, then where's the videos? We're like, Aaron, like, my mom checked the tanning bed. So <laughs> my like, mom was in there. He wouldn't film my mom or something like that. So it's just like, like, oh, okay. So yeah, I don't think Jane is a good. Um, but I'm very, very yeah. curious as because when they said that there was like cameras all over the house, I'm very curious for this footage. Like, where is oh, this footage? And also, they say that they still haven't found the money. All yes. of the money that oh. he stole. It's hidden all over the world. It's hidden all over the and world. Only one person knows. Well, they suspect she that somebody knows. Which is probably his girlfriend. Her? He had a girlfriend. They didn't mention the girlfriend in the movie. He had a girlfriend. Like a beard. Like a, a beard. Yeah. A nurse. Also, so they don't talk about the sexual predator thing. They do that say that much. everyone just assumed he was gay. And Lance, who is gay, he was like, as a closeted person myself, when I would see him doing like weird things, I would just be like, oh, he's gay. Because he's like, I was kind of obviously yeah. doing weird things as well. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, but Ashley did mention the massages and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. so like he would do like deep tissue massage. And so he was like saying, and he, Ashley again. Okay. I first would like to point out the <laughs> fact that when Ashley went to go do his interview for making the band, he clearly admitted that he followed <laughs> Lou into, <laughs> into the bathroom the yeah, to try to get some her. alone time with him to try to like get a one up here and like talk to Lou in the bathroom. Ashley was clearly very fame hungry. Holy oh my God. It was like, he's like, oh, Lou noticed me. And then and after everyone told saying, him like, oh, it's shady. Oh, don't do this. Oh, don't be. Okay. You signed the contract, but don't be alone with him. Oh, he just keeps like, yeah, doing he's like, everyone's like, don't be alone with him. <laughs> And he's like, oh, my back hurts. He's like, oh, let me, I minored in like physiotherapy. Let me like give you this massage. And then he's like, it started getting like weird. And he's like, oh, this is why people tell me not to go alone yeah. with Lou. But and all, then, he said, all Lou had to say with him, like, you're the next Nick Carter. You're the next it's Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. And he was like, he's okay, massaging him. here I come. And, and then I, that was interrupted by a phone call. And when the phone call happened, he got out of he there. So, away, yeah. so that is like sexual. That's the only like real allegation in the video no there's the rich cronin thing oh yes and then he brings up the rich cronin which uh, we we did talk about before Um, oh such uh, a good interview did ashley's makeup look awful um okay okay. thank you i brought this up in our group chat when they we were still like talking about like there were still like clips before the movie actually came out guys why why was the skin around his eyes purple oh my god it was like ew dude and if you've seen no his Instagram, like, he doesn't look like that, so I don't know. Yeah, but you can just... put filters on that. Yes, clearly, but... Uh, I feel like too much plastic surgery. Do you think so? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's like the blood circulation is cut off to his eyes, and they're <laughs> just like... <laughs> or, like, maybe they just didn't blend his eyes, because, like, his eyes look like... Like, he looked orange, and then, like, his eyes were, like, white. Pinky white. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. Yeah. Maybe um, he was just tired. I don't know. I'm tired of being a boy Here's my question. Of all the people from O-Town that they could have got, why did they pick Ashley? Because he's not even in the band anymore. 
And Lance does all those Pop 2K things with Aaron and O-Town. So, exactly. like, why did none of the other O-Town... So, like, were they just not asked? Or were they... Like, uh, they were also done and they didn't want to be a part yeah, of Yeah, that's true. Because they're it also very be. angry and bitter towards him, um, obviously. Ashley is obviously the hottest one in O-Town. Well, okay. Not in this documentary. <laughs> that's fine. I, I, that's not the point, though. Okay, fair, fair. Like, you, you're mean to tell me Trevor turned it down? Trevor. <laughs> I love Trevor. <laughs> Come on. Maybe a scheduling conflict. Like, I can okay. feel I can feel Jacob and Eric being, like, super angry. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. those two would be, like, the most angry. But like I feel a little like, more reserved, though. I feel like Dan would even talk. But yeah. Maybe they just don't want to have too many people. Please make a part two of this. Yeah, oh I, would, I would 100% yes, I would like to. Like like to. A part two. And Lance was like, if we can prove that these other allegations that people have been telling me are true, then yes, we would. But, like. How do you prove it? When the I don't know. Dead? But apparently also. The videos! <gasps> the videos! Get those videos! Where, the videos? Where are the, the videos? videos? The tape. <laughs> that would just be amazing to see these, like. Oh. Yeah. That's exploitation of young people. No, but just like I, they showed a little bit about the house, like the pool and like yeah, okay, the, the outdoors and stuff. Cool. Like I would love to have seen this house. Like there's, no, it does no longer exist. House, and it yeah, but like it was like renovating it and stuff. Like you would never see it now in its yeah. like original form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good time. So, anyways, uh, what did we feel about this documentary? Yay, nay? Should people watch it? I say yay. I thought it was pretty good. Go watch it. I thought it was really well done. I really liked the cinematography of it, yeah. and it, oh, yeah. uh, it had like they had like little snippets of songs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yes, oh, it was great because the the, yes. the the whole Disney Channel thing came up, yeah. and these two bitterness. I'm not bitter I'm at all. Bitter. I would, I just said it because Chinzia gets like so mad. I, I, it's funny. I don't get mad. The movie when they're like. Backstreet Boys are still performing to sold out crowds and are the best selling boy band in, you know, 130 million albums in history. And then they were like, NSYNC got a star in the Walk of yeah. Fame. Like, that was their big accomplishment. Uh, no. NSYNC's record was selling the most records. Until it got beat by Adele. By Adele so in 2015. It's not really even it relevant. took 15 years for somebody to beat that record. Whatever. They cheated. They did not cheat. I did say that. Okay, anyways, so it's the just funny for those who don't know what the Disney special thing that's what pretty much launched NSYNC's career because Backstreet Boys were too tired and didn't want to do it. And uh, then, no, they were burnt out, they were they burnt worked out. so hard for they like were burnt. Years. Oh, I also thought it was interesting that when NSYNC was being made, they couldn't even go to the transcontinental offices because nobody on staff was supposed to know who they were and that any of the recoupable expenses were all put under B5. Which was like the hidden code name because Lou wanted to make sure that like Backstreet, Backstreet didn't, find, didn't out find out about them before it was like time. So yeah, yeah very shady. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant man. Like horribly shady. Yes, but brilliant. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a really good documentary. It's only available online right now, and it's on YouTube Premium. So you do need to have a subscription, but you can sign up for a one month free trial and check it out. Um, yeah. There was one more thing. To, no, I definitely yeah. think you should watch it. And one thing that I think was like uh, made abundantly clear by people who were like not even in the boy band is that I remember being young and people saying to me like, oh, these boy bands will never make it and they'll never be successful because they were just gifted this fame. Like they didn't have to work for it. Mm. And it really shows how hard they had to work yeah. to like, get to where they got. The, air, the airline, airline hangar with yeah. no air conditioning in Florida in August. Like because working 18 hour a day. Appearances make it seem like 
Lou Pearlman just like plucked them from obscurity and was like, here you go, you're now famous. But it really wasn't the case. Like you hear about how, yeah, they had to work and rehearse with no air conditioning. How he put them through these like grueling processes. How they had to like literally walk into radio stations and be like, please listen to our like... Yeah, singing. singing. Here's our demo and stuff like that. They had so, to take off their shirts for Lou to make sure that <laughs> their abs are okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you hear about all these, like, it, pop music is very different, but you hear about all these, like, rock groups or, like, you know, urban, like, R&B stars who were, like, singing in the streets or singing in bars for years before they, like, made it big. But it's not like these guys were, like... No. instantly famous yeah. it wasn't because like it's a, not like there was other the band boy bands out right at that yeah. time like yeah. new kids had already kind of fizzled there was nothing else so it was trying to like not only create this group but make sure that people wanted to listen to this type of music which mm-hmm. obviously took a while that's why they did europe first so yeah and one of them is still going and did not break up like you all said their 15 minutes of fame would be over i know who said it mom <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, definitely loved it. Hundred percent recommend. Yeah, definitely yeah. go watch it. Yes. Boy band con, the Lou Perlman story. Hashtag boy band con. Hashtag who was Lou? Who was Lou? who was Lou indeed? Ooh. All right. Uh, thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.